Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Yummy, yummy. Today is Monday, March 2nd, and I noticed that it is Great Lent starts today, which this is on my Amber Lotus calendar. She has like all the possible religious holidays, which is interesting. But it says Great Lent and in parentheses underneath it, Orthodox Christian. And I was thinking, what? So Orthodox Christian. I think that must mean what I typically call the Greek Orthodox Church. Um, I didn't recall it being called Orthodox Christian. It is, of course, that was the Great Schism long, long ago when the Orthodox Church and the Greek, or when the Catholic Church and the Greek Orthodox Church parted ways, I believe, over the worship of Mary. Wasn't that it? Catholics wanted to keep Mary as an object of veneration. And I think it depends on who you ask whether or not it's really worship. <clears throat> and the Orthodox said no. Greek Orthodox, what have you. Anyway, a little bit of a religious tangent there. I am sitting outside this morning. <sighs> it's nice. It's um, like 36 degrees, but the sun is very warm. And there's no wind um, here on this side of the east side of the house with the sun rising. It's very nice. So March 2nd, officially my first day sitting outside to record the podcast. That's a, uh, a watershed of sorts. This time of year, mornings are really our nicest time of day. With the afternoons, the winds come up and make it kind of miserable to be outside. I always think of that as being like um, the lake turnover, only atmospheric. For those of you who did not study ecology, lake turnover happens in the spring and the fall. In the spring, it gets warm enough during the day that the lake starts to warm up. If you imagine it's been pretty much all one temperature all winter, maybe close to freezing, maybe not quite freezing, but still cold and pretty uniform. But during the day, it starts to warm up. And then at night, the nights are cool again. So the top layers of the water get cold and they sink because, right, cold Cold water sinks, warm water rises. You should have gotten that much from your public school education, Missy. <laughs> so the cold water sinks, the warm water rises, but then it cools again at night. And so it creates this cycle that is called lake turnover. Happens in the fall, too, when the top layer starts to cool off and sinks. It's a, an important part of lake ecology if you didn't know that. And I believe that the uh, currents we experience in the spring and fall here are, the air currents are akin to that, though I don't know as much about atmospheric science. I'm always talking about it though, aren't I? I should like take a class so that I can be intelligent. But why do that when I can endlessly speculate? <sighs> 
So I had a lovely weekend. It was a good weekend. Um, went to my kick-me-in-the-ass vinyasa yoga class on Saturday morning, and it actually felt good. I uh, felt good for the first time since before I blew my knee out before Christmas. Um, I actually felt strong and resilient and flexible again. And I did all of my connecting vinyasas, for those of you who know. <laughs> Our teacher always gives us the option. You know, she's, you know, after we finish one pose, she'll say, all right, now you can go through your connecting vinyasa, or you can just go straight to downward dog or child's pose, and we'll meet in downward dog because it's an all-levels class. I really like how she gives those options. She repeats them every time, too, which not all teachers do, and I think it's one reason that she's a good teacher, because some just assume that if you can't do what they're saying, that you'll do something in between or less than, but it's, it's good to have that permission every time. At least it is for me. So going through the connecting vinyasa involves you have your hands down on the mat and then you drop down basically into kind of a push-up pose and go all the way down, drop your whole body down on the mat and then arch up into like a cobra or upward dog and then you press up into a downward dog. So the connecting vinyasa requires a lot of that arm strength and so after the one and a half hour class, um, to still be able to do my connecting vinyasa feels very good. Birdies are singing away, huh? It's spring. I saw something. Um, I think it was actually New Mexico Twitter had a lovely photo, and they said on this first day of something spring, um, I want to say astronomical spring, atmospheric spring. I'll have to look it up. It was something um, that was a term I was not familiar with, but I thought made a whole lot of sense that this is when March 1st was when spring begins. And we not really, we don't have to wait for the equinox. Seasonal spring, maybe? I'll have to look up what they said. But it definitely is feeling like spring. So then... After yoga on Saturday, I ran several errands. I got uh, my notions for the gown that I'm making. I got all those things like boning and the lining and all that stuff. I'd, I'd only had the pattern and the material before. So I got all of those things and I ran a few other errands that I needed to get done. You know how that is, like those little piddly errands. It was a pretty day, a good day to do it. And then I got back and I didn't feel like, I'd been thinking I would clean the house. I'd gotten the laundry started before I went to yoga. But I didn't really feel like cleaning the house. <laughs> so I did laundry, but I did, I was reading. I've been reading um, Megan Sienna Deutsch's cupcakes and trinkets books. I read the first one and uh, really enjoyed it. It's, um, it's a freebie. I th I'm sure that's how I got it was it was a freebie. I think it's perma-free. And then you continue the series. And I did buy book two. Um, it, it is. It's a fun series and I was enjoying reading it. So I was sort of alternating reading that with The Golden Bough because 
<laughs> Very different use of language. And I, oh, I did do the finances. I had gotten all of the um, royalty statements crunched from all the retailers. I try to do them as they come in. They come in at different times of the month. And I mention this for those who are interested in sort of the business end of the writing life. Like uh, Ingram Spark comes in at the beginning of the month, like around the 5th. And Kobo comes in around, no, Google Play comes in around the 15th. And Kobo a little bit after that. And then at the end of the month, it's Barnes and & Noble and Amazon. And Amazon takes the longest because they are still the most sales, for better or worse. So, yeah, so I, I'm <coughs> sorry, I started thinking about something. <laughs> don't do that, Jeffy, don't think. Uh, so I've, I've finished, I've done all of them as they came in. You know, usually as soon as I see that royalty statement arrive in my email, they just tell me it comes. They don't give any information. They're worthless emails. You know, they're just like, oh, your royalty's here. And then, well, that's not true of all of them. Some of them say how much it is. The Amazon statements don't. And they send like one for every market too. So I'll get like 20 Amazon emails that are, completely worthless it's the most annoying thing it's like okay i'm just deleting all of these because there's no actual information in them guys nice thought though so anyway as soon as the statement comes in i really do try to get that uh done within a couple of days i throw it up on my to-do list and put those numbers in i have a big workbook that i track all that a worksheet for each book and I go in and I put in for the retailer. I have columns for each retailer. And I put in the number sold and the royalty earned for that period. And then I run my totals. And I have my graphs and my charts. I can play with that. So anyway, on Saturday, uh, the Amazon stuff had all come in. So I finished crunching all of the animal Amazon numbers, put those in, sent dividends out to everybody. Is it really a dividend? I don't know. Their share I sent the shares out to everybody and got all the bills paid. And I thought, well, if I wasn't feeling like doing much else, I could get that done. And that was nice to get off my plate. And so then, yeah, then I you know, kind of hung out. It was a pleasant day. And then yesterday, I did get the house clean. I got the house clean in the morning. So that was... Oh, I love it if I can get the house clean before noon. This is probably a commonality for me. If I can get words done before noon and house clean before noon, then these things are sort of off my back. <laughs> and so then in the afternoon, well, I mostly worked on tax, pulling tax stuff together. But I got all of David's tax stuff pulled together, so that's a big start. And mine are close. I don't know what else I did with my time. I guess it. I guess that took up a lot. <laughs> I did a few other things. I had some other businessy things to take care of, some emails to reply to and stuff. Janelle, if you're listening, I have not looked at that thing yet, but I will. It's on my list. I'd had it on my list for this weekend, but I didn't quite get to it. And so then... Today, getting back to work on The Promised Queen. Looking forward to it. I'm 
feeling the flow of this story. I don't know why it's that way on some books and not others, but I'm about 39,000 words. Actually, I know I am. 39,003 words is where I ended up on Friday. I got uh, a 16,000 word, word week last Friday, and or last week, and so that was great. Made me very happy. And this um, staying off the internet before I work is just, it's all the difference in the world. I know I'll stop evangelizing about it eventually. You guys are probably tired of hearing it. So I'm planning to work on that this morning. <clears throat> and then this afternoon, David and I are going to go down to Albuquerque to the Costco. I'd gotten a Costco membership last month. No, in January? No, February, last month, because there's a Costco next to where Lyra meets, our new meeting location. And I thought, well, since I'm going to be down there once a month, I might as well get us a membership and sort of get us, you know, some staples. We have a chest freezer and we'll keep a supply of that stuff around. And so now... We're, David and I are going to go down this afternoon, and we are going to lay in some supplies in case the pandemic gets bad. And I'm mentioning that kind of as a, um, I don't know, a part of the, oh, I'm, I'm noticing that the winter has been hard on the tiles of this table. I would have brought it in, but we just have no place to put it, and I feel like that's part of the weathering, but it's definitely weathered now. Sorry, Mom still looks cool though I still like it maybe I can put a coating on it or something to preserve it as is the mermaid is still strong so are the fishies and the cat cat and bird <laughs> I should take a picture of the cat and bird um, but yeah in case this is like serves as some kind of historical record you know it'll be interesting to see what this turns out to be uh, David and I are not particularly concerned for our own health. Even if we do contract the virus, um, we are unlikely to succumb to it. One thing I'd like to clarify, and I feel like I'm having to clarify for people everywhere, is that you have to remember that there are stages to viral transmission. Um, one is, is that you have to come into contact with the virus, obviously. And this... Um, COVID-19 is supposed to be highly contagious, and that's one reason why it's become a pandemic, a worldwide disease. And I was just thinking about the, the China live markets, that that's supposedly where it came in, but... Uh, you know, hard to say if, if that's the case. But anyway, it's supposed to be wildly contagious. So, but if you come into contact with a virus, does not mean that you contract the virus. It does not mean that you get sick. And this is something that people just, it's amazing to me that like otherwise well-educated people don't seem to get this, that coming in contact with a virus does not mean that you'll get sick. It doesn't mean you'll contract the virus. <clears throat> you know, like I, there was a while back when I was annoyed with someone who had reviewed a book where a girl kissed a boy with a cold and she didn't get the cold. And the person said, Do, does this author even know how viruses work? And I was like, well, yeah, she does. You don't. 
<laughs> you don't always get sick. Depends on your health, depends on your immune system, depends on your particular makeup. So if you get sick with COVID-19, if you contract the virus and get sick, that's where the 1% to 2% mortality comes in, which is what it seems to be right now. They're saying that the influenza of 1917 was probably 3 to 4%. What that means is you have a 1% to 2% chance of dying from it. It's not 1% to 2% of the population will die, which is what I keep hearing people saying. They're like, oh, well, if there's 6 million people in the United States, that means that 600 million people will die from this. And it's like, no, no, no. I, I, sorry if I got my millions and billions mixed up there, but you know what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> that's not what it means. So when you look at it that way, you know, it's, it's the thing of, you know, like when the doctor says, you know, I'm sorry, I have bad news for you. You have cancer. And you say, well, what are my chances, doc? And the doc says, well, I give you, you know, statistics say that you have a 50% chance of living. Well, that's how it is with COVID-19. Instead, it's that you have a 98 to 99% chance of living, which makes it sound a lot better, doesn't it? But, um, you know, their CDC and other sources are suggesting that there may be a panic. And so we thought, well, in case there is some public quarantining that happens, if it spreads to the United States right now, it's in Washington, California, and New York City, I think. Was there one in D.C.? I know I saw a verified case in New York City yesterday afternoon. So we thought, well, we'll, be, we'll lay in supplies. And so that's what we're going to go do this afternoon. So I think otherwise I don't have a whole lot to report. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now, working on getting this book done. And <laughs> trying to figure out what kind of bird that is. That might be the curved bill thrasher. That might be the, the spring mating song. It's a little bit different. It's pretty, isn't it? All right, with that, I shall leave you. I'll remind you that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you can find more podcasts you will love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You all take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>